Hi, we're the Sherpa sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna, and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created myenglishmatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write, and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes, and live workshops. The My English Matters podcast is an extension of all that we do. It's a place for us to connect with you on a whole new level. You can learn with us while you're on your commute to work, washing the dishes, or picking your kids up from school. So let's get started, shall we? Hello there. Hi. Assalamualaikum. Welcome to another episode of the My English Matters podcast. I'm Amna, one of the creators of My English Matters, where we help Malaysians and second language learners improve their English through our online courses, membership programs and live workshops. Today, I'm joined by Madam Azima and we are going to be talking about five things to ask yourself before your presentation. So good morning, Madam Azima. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? Great. I'm good, I'm good too. Alhamdulillah. So let's get started uh, about the five things to ask yourself before your presentation. Do you want to share the first thing? Right. So let me put this into context. I want to, I want to talk about the uh, five questions that you need to ask in terms of relating it to your audience. So that's that's the premise that we want to talk about audience only related to audience. So the first thing that you want to ask yourself is who's going to be there when you are presenting or speaking. And the reason is your job is to find things that are in common uh, with them. So it doesn't matter if it's your boss, it's your colleagues, uh, whoever, but find something that's in common so that you can start from there. So it could be work culture, it could be a common experience that you have you have together, or you know what just happened that morning. You want to address that first so that everybody's um, you know on the same page and in a good mood as you are, right? So choose your stories and examples wisely. So that's number one. Who's going to be there? Okay. Number two. Ask yourself, why are they there in the first place? So this will help you to prepare for the attitude that they're going to bring to your presentation. Why are they there? For example, if they're there because the boss ordered them to be there, so they're basically forced to be there, their attitude is going to be different from somebody who's paid to be there or they volunteered to be there. Not just that, not just the attitude, but their level of curiosity, right? So a person who is paid to listen to you, they're going to, obviously, they put in their money, so they're more curious, right? They are, they are willing to spend a lot of money to listen to you, so they are, you don't really have to win them so much over because they're already there. They have invested their time to listen to you, so mm-hmm. think about that. Compared to, well, I'm not like, if, um... yeah. Sorry, but what if you have an audience that are a mix of people? Who should we focus on? Right. This is a great question. What you can do is you know ahead of time um, what's the majority. What's the majority of them are there because they are being 
forced to be there or majority of them are there because they are curious. They're there to, to solve a problem. They're there to learn something. So you want to know the, um, the majority. Try to yeah. do that first. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, if you are presenting um, and you have a mix of people in it, I think you also need to look at who are you actually speaking to. So for example, I have to teach a class and I know that you will be there. And I know the majority of the people there are going to be the students. So I'm speaking to the students more than I am speaking to you, right? I think that's how you should also approach it. You, you got to know who are you actually speaking to, even though there's going to be a, a mix of people in the audience. You have to know who are you speaking to and what message are you, do you want to convey to them? Yeah, that's yeah. just a bit. That's true as well. And if you are winning over somebody's whatever approval, then that is the one that you need to uh, focus on rather than the general mass who are there. So Mm. that's where you have to think about um, your purpose as well. Okay, Mm. so those are my first two questions, okay? Oh, I have a story as well, right? Remember we... We used to do workshops. I used to do workshops when I before my English matters, and the difference between doing it um, for the outside non, uh, what do you call it? Uh, those who are in the corporate companies, for example, they the audience there are not people who are really want to be there sometimes because they are actually ordered by the human resource, you know, HR people. Mm. They're there. Uh, so they're not really there to learn English and communication. Mm. They're just they're what, forced they to be. They're forced to be there. They need. They want to get a certificate, whatever it is. So it's different from people who are actually willing participants who use their own money to learn English and communication. So, mm-hmm. so that's a bit, that's that's why that's what I see the differences between an between adults who are forced versus uh, who are willing. Mm, okay yeah. all right all right okay so my third question is still related to your audience of course how much do they already know about your subject or topic how much do they already know about your subject or topic okay so this comes in um in terms of for example your corporate language right if they are there because you work in the same place, then they they know the lingo there. They know they know how to use them. You don't have to define anything, the acronyms, etc. You don't have to define anything. Um, and then so I want to go to into now um, about the education level as well. This is for we're gonna we can divide it as well in this in this way. So for the less educated uh, audiences, like meaning they don't really know about your subject, perhaps then you want to make sure that your material, your topic is clear and relevant and simple. But just because it's simple, don't treat them as if they are simple people, of course. So that's important as well. So be clear, be relevant. If you have highly trained technical people there listening to you, so I'm talking to engineers and people like that. They don't mind that you're technical and they don't mind that you get into details. But then get to the point. 
and then get out of there. Okay. You can do a demonstration. Great. But just get to the point. Okay. For people who were, um, who are in the academic world, the world that I was in for some, for many, many years. So you might have supervisors there. You might have peers there, academics, right? They are very critical people. Um, they're probably going to question your stuff a lot as they listen. They're going to be a bit skeptical. So you want to have research and data and evidence and all of these things, you know, clearly uh, upfront and you know about them. You know them uh, very, very well. So choose your data wisely and choose your examples wisely. And you need to back up what you say with research. And also, if you're going to quote somebody, right, your research, it has to be the latest, hopefully, the latest findings, not outdated findings, not controversial findings that were not backed up by anything. So it's just, you know, false claims. So be careful with that. So this is for the academics. For the educated masses, so the educated people who, you know, are well-read, when you want to win them over, you be practical, yes, be relevant, and then just spend time on why they should listen to you and what do they get out of listening to you. And also tell them ways to implement your ideas because they want to get going, right? They're probably action-oriented after they listen to you. So those are the, the things that you want to think about in terms of their education level. Okay. All right. So moving on to my fourth question. What do I have to offer them? What do I have to offer them? So think about this. Are you offering help? Are you there to solve a problem? So give them, uh, tell them that you're the expert or whatever it is. You are there to solve their problem together. Maybe um, you want to give them new skills, right? Great. Or Whatever it is, because the thing is, um, the, the question that you need to answer is, what do I get from this presentation? This is the thing that the audience will be asking. When they're sitting there, they're not sitting there, I'm so happy to sit here and listen to you. All they're thinking about is, what do I get from listening to you? And so this is where you have to have that mentality that you are offering them something. They get something new. From listening to you they're not wasting their time okay and lastly my fifth question for you how can i make my presentation memorable so how can i make it memorable <clears throat> because this is the thing not all audience members will remember the same thing right so you remember you have audience members who prefer the demonstration they remember better like that, right? They prefer watching something or doing something. Some learn better through uh, just by listening, right? They're auditory um, uh, listeners, uh, learners, excuse me. And then we have those who prefer to watch something visual. So maybe you want to put some videos, etc., short videos, etc. Some just want to have a laugh, right? They will remember stories and they'll remember jokes. But if your jokes and stories contribute to that being memorable, incorporate that in. 
So try to incorporate as many different elements as you can to cater to your audience's needs and preferences. So those are my five things. Yeah. I also want to add in about, I remember that we did a workshop a few few years ago and then we asked our students in that workshop to present. And one of the participants, she was talking about climate change. That was the topic that she chose for her presentation. So she was talking about climate change and then, you know, the effects of climate change, uh, what's causing climate change and all that. And the one thing that I noticed was that it didn't relate back to the audience. And so we suggested to her to relate back to the audience. So what can the audience do about it? Okay, climate change. Okay, it's scary. You know, it's something that we all want to avoid. So what are the practical steps that we can take to contribute to, you know, preventing climate change or or making or slowing it down? So when it comes to a presentation or a discussion or you're just sharing something, if you're sharing a lot of information, you always have to think back to your audience, relate back to them. How, what can the audience do or what can the audience take away from this that they can take home and they can remember about it so that it's not so big picture, it's more practical, tangible stuff that they can take home with them. So I think that's, that's important when it comes to your presentation, always relate it back to the audience. So that, that's just one thing that I noticed about about um, knowing your audience for this for this whole topic. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing as when I was preparing for this. My points here, I have to think about the my English matters audience who are watching. We have working adults. We also have homemakers. Um, we have academics watching as well. So I had to come up with as many general examples as I can to cater to your needs. So that's why I had to break down. Remember my earlier points, I had to break down into different types of audience. I was thinking about my English Matters audience as well. And so you, when you're in your field, it's very, very important that you design your content that's relevant to them at that moment, you know? And then if you're doing the same presentation again, the same presentation, but to a different audience, you have to edit out a few things and add some more things and spend more time here. So it's always going to be a different presentation, even though you are repeating basically the same points and the same key messages. So the, um, yeah. It's never going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking um, because when I was working in the corporate world, we had to do a lot of presentations. So sometimes it was the same presentation. Maybe the presentation was for senior management, and then I had to present the same thing, but to the customer service team. But the way that I relayed the message was different because I knew that senior management they would be more interested in revenue numbers and all that, whereas customer service they would be more interested in say um you know reducing the number of inbound calls or you know managing irate customers and all that so we have to when we are presenting something even though it's the same thing we have to be focusing on different parts of the presentation because we know that everybody uh, everybody is holding different um, parts in the company and they're holding their own they have their own stake in the company so they they, they will have different kpis and all that so it's, yeah. it's also important to know your audience yeah. So you have to put in some extra effort in that 
in that sense. Sometimes it means uh, editing a bit of your slides, right? Or adding something yeah. new or, you know, uh, sometimes, but not all the time. If you're very skilled, you still want to use the same slides. You you are the one who's like uh, the, the pace itself. You're controlling the pace, which one is the one that you emphasize and slow down and go fast mm, yeah and if you have time you rehearse it so you re you rehearse yourself you rehearse the presentation before a presentation for a senior management for example and but it's the same presentation but now you're rehearsing for another group of people and it is going to be different maybe you realize oh okay this slide is not that important they don't need to know this but this other group for them it's important to know so yeah it's it, it's still maybe it could be the same slides yeah. but you take in or you take out stuff that you think that the audience won't need so i think that's really important for for you to know your audience i think knowing your audience is the most important thing because you have to know what's the objective of your presentation and what mm -hmm. do you want them what do you want the audience to do with that with the message that you have for them that's true that's true so this way you avoid being what we call short scenery right where you're just talking yeah showing off your all your knowledge all your preparation but it's not really um it's not really important to the audience at all and therefore mm -hmm. your your presentation has failed yeah yeah it's your role as a presenter to know your stuff but at the same time know the things that the audience need to know so it's, it's your role to synthesize the information that you have yes all right Okay, so thank you, Madam Azima. Do you want to summarize your five things to ask yourself before your presentation? Okay, so first, ask yourself, who's going to be there? Number two, why are they there? Number three, how much do they already know about my subject? Number four, what do I have to offer them? And number five, this is advanced. How can I make it memorable? If you can reach number five, how can I make it memorable? Then you are an advanced presenter. All right. Okay. Thank you so much, Madam Azima. It was fun talking to you today. We hope to see you in our next episode of the My English Matters podcast. If you've still not subscribed to our email list, go to myenglishmatters.com. Subscribe with your name and your email address and you'll get seven tips to speak with confidence and also weekly emails from us every Thursday with tips and lessons and any updates about our courses and our programs. All right, so that's all from us for today. Thank you for joining us. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't yet. Now, if you'd like to learn even more with us, we have a free training called Speaking with Confidence, where we send seven tips to your email. You'll also get weekly emails with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. Join us at myenglishmatters.com.